0: yesterday uh just that the fact that uh it was kind of you know in after they told me i had to speak or they asked me to speak then you know i started thinking about well lord what do you want me to talk about and you know i knew i had to stay in the anointing and then as i'm talking to somebody else about their situation i told them they were anointed for this season and so i was like hmm, okay god So then, a couple days later, I was talking to somebody else, and it popped up again. And I said, okay, God. And then I started thinking about the connections that I have here in the ministry with you. Because we're all connected, right? We're all in relationship. So I started thinking about that and how we're all going through different seasons right now. Some of them are hard seasons. Some of them are, you know, some people are having a pretty rough time. Um, Some people are grieving. Some people are, you know, um, in a joyous time. Some people are, you know, growing and, you know, things are being birthed and, you know, new ideas and stuff like that. So it seemed, you know, very appropriate that we talk, that I talk about that we are anointed for this season. Amen. So, as I began to research and I started thinking about it, we have seasons. We all know that we have seasons of the year, right? Um, The season is divided. Seasons are divided in spring, summer, autumn or fall, and winter. And we mark it by particular weather patterns and, you know, daylight hours in the summer. We have longer days in the winter. We have shorter days. Um, But... It's all about the earth rotating around the sun. And so just like the earth rotates around the sun, if we think about our spiritual life, we have, we can relate ourselves to the earth. And God is the center. And as we move throughout our lives, God remains the same. He never changes. But it's about the things, the decisions that we do that leads us into the different seasons that we have, that we go through. So, um, my base scripture is going to, well, that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Okay, so uh, my base scripture is Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. It starts out. This was written by by Solomon. Solomon was the wisest person to ever walk the earth. That's what the Bible says. So it don't matter what Steve Jobs has done or any of them. It doesn't matter what, uh, who was it, Einstein? He wasn't as wise as Solomon. That's what the Bible says. To everything there is a season, a time For every purpose under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time to war and a time to make peace. So, to everything in life, to everything in life, there is a season and there's a purpose for it. And we want to focus on the good stuff. We only want the good stuff to happen. But that's scripture. But every good thing it said, there was also an opposite. There was also a bad thing that happened. Amen. Amen. And I can tell you, even in my season of life right now, and... I told Gabe this a couple months ago. I told him, I said, you know, I feel like this is one of the best worst years ever. Is it, That's an oxymoron, right? How can it be the best worst year ever? Well, God is doing some amazing things in my life yeah. right now. But I'm also having to take some hits along the way. Having to deal with some very hard situations that I haven't had to deal with before. So, while those things that Um, you know are kind of hard to deal with are going on I can still see where God is moving and all of these great things are happening and it's a testament to this scripture where there are good things that happen and there are bad things that happen but the question is what are you going to focus on we will face times of great difficulty and times of great joy Uh, seasons of hard work and seasons of plenty um, God uses each one of these seasons to teach us something about who he is and how much he loves us. And we may never fully understand. We will. Ne- there is no may. We will never fully understand the mind of God. That's what, <laughs> that's what the Bible says. So stop trying to figure it out. Just stop. It ain't going to work. Just stop. You're wasting your time. So as we go through these seasons, and as I started thinking about, you know, going through the seasons, that made me think about a roller coaster. How many people like roller coasters? (laughs) I don't like roller coasters. I used to like roller coasters. But roller coasters, they take you up, and they take you down. Let me tell y'all something. I started thinking about this last night, and I was like, you know, I remember, and Gabe, Gabe probably will remember this. We went to, I believe it was Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure, something like that. And there's this tower, right? It's not really a roller coaster, but there's this tower, and it takes you way, way, way up. I mean, it's like the clouds, so you are up in the heavens, okay? So Gabe and one of my best friends, they convinced me to get on this ride with them. I get on the ride, y'all. Oh, Lord. I get on this ride. And so we going up, we going up, we going up. And the more we go up, I'm like, "Mm, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And we we get all the way up, and I happen to look down. I said, oh, God. And so I'm holding this, the thing, and I mean, I'm holding on for dear life. And I'm like, oh, Lord. I mean, y'all, I felt like I thought I was going to die. I swear, I started speaking in tongues and everything, and I mean... (laughs) I was going in. I was, I was losing it. I, I just, I was like, oh my god! And when that thing dropped, oh lord! Woo! It dropped, and oh, my heart dropped. And I mean, it seemed like I was floating. I mean, I thought I died. I swear, because I felt like I was floating. Never had that experience before. Never will I have it again. Because I ain't getting on nothing like that no more. I'm done, I told them, and we done been in the bush gardens and everything, and so I'm not getting on nothing, I'm fine, I'm good. Y'all go ahead, I'll be right here. Let me Give me your bags, I'll be right here. So, but that's how life is. You know, we go up, you know, and sometimes we come down real fast, sometimes, you know, we go up and down, we going up and down, up and down, and for some people, when they get off these roller coasters, they're like, I'm done, I can't do it no more. I can't do it no more. And some people, they like, "Woo, I'm going to do it again." They go get right back in the line, you know. And for those of us, those of you that are like me, like I'm not doing that no more, you know. Um, you know, in life, sometimes we want to be that way too, but it's not as simple as a roller coaster, is it? No. When you feel safe, you want to stay where it's safe. Right, You want to stay where it's safe. You, you don't want to take the risk of experiencing that up and down, that feeling that you had, that overwhelming fear that tried to grip you. You don't, you don't want to go through that again. And everybody's experience is different. What you felt on the roller coaster that caused you to want to do it again, it caused me to feel a different way. What you go through in your life... You might go through a same or exact situation in your life and you go through it and you feel a certain way and then I go through that same situation and it just may devastate me. We deal with things differently and God deals with us differently. But there is a purpose for everything that we go through and the purpose that you went through it may be completely different than the purpose that I went through it. Amen. Amen. So... I'm going to talk a little bit about Habakkuk. Look at y'all faces, Habakkuk. (laughs) That's what I said too when God dropped it in my spirit, Habakkuk. Um, Habakkuk was a minor prophet, and he went through some ups and downs. Habakkuk is a very short chapter. It's only three chapters in the Bible. I'm going to give you a little bit of background because there's so much in there, and um, I, I don't want you guys to walk out of here saying who was Habakkuk. Habakkuk, who? Habakkuk. So um, Habakkuk, he was, um, like I said, he was a minor prophet. So he spoke prophetic words. um, And um, he preached in the land of Judah. He prophesied during the fall of the Assyrian Empire um, and the Babylonian invasion of Judah. So Judah was a southern kingdom in Israel. And um, during the reign of King Josiah, they experienced a time of peace, prosperity, reform, and restoration. So they were in what I would call uh, springtime, right? It was, it was good. Everything was good. It was joyful. Um, and so during the 31 years, that season lasted for 31 years while King Josiah was the king. There was prosperity, there was stability, and there was spiritual revival. And then Josiah died, and his sons took over. And guess what, y'all? Spring ended. It fell to pieces. So um, Habakkuk, at the beginning of this chapter, chapter 1, Habakkuk is, now he's lived through the spring with Josiah, right? And with this king. And everything was good. It was great. And so now that he's died, and the kingdom has, you know, is in shambles. Excuse me. So Habakkuk, he's at this point, and he's he's complaining. So they move. They're really, they're in a winter season because things have died. And um, during your winter season, when we're in a winter season, that's a time when Things could have possibly died. Um, you're mourning a particular thing, um, or it could be a relationship, um, could be at the end of a job, something like that. This is the darkest time of your life, could be. Could be a dark moment, but it could be a darkest time of your life. Um, we know that in the winter it gets dark quick, right? And they, we have real short days in the winter time. Um And pretty much this is how it is. You know, in the winter season of our lives. Right. So Habakkuk, he was in this season and um, Habakkuk chapter verses, chapter one, verses one through four. Habakkuk is complaining at this point. So the scripture, it says the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear even cry out to you violence and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Now, when I read that scripture, I was like, wait a minute. He wrote this way way back then, but it applies now, it applies now, you know, if you think about the things that are going on in this world, the things that we see in the news, how people are, you know, the law, it seems like it, it applies to whoever they want it to apply to, you know, that's what this scripture was talking about, he was talking about how it seems like the wicked are, are um, you know, prospering, and, and the righteous, you know, they're struggling, You know, and I hear people say that all the time, you know, and that's what Habakkuk was saying. And he was mad about it. He was mad. He was upset because he had seen the time when, you know, everything was good and everything seemed to be in order. But now it was chaotic and he was upset about it and he was questioning God. God, why is this going on? What is happening? Have you ever wanted to question God? First Peter five and seven, it reminds us that we can bring all of our cares to Jesus. All of our worries, all of our hopes, fears and dreams to God because he cares for us. He cares for us. So, you know, people say, don't, don't complain and don't, but no. No especially if you are in your winter season, who else? Who else to help you outside of God? Amen. That's right. Whatever it feels like, whatever the, your circumstances, whatever your situation is in, you're in, have you really, really took the time to pray about it? And I'm not just talking about a drive-by. Because, you know, sometimes we'd be like, um, okay, God, I need you to work this out, and then, you know, you move on to the next thing. Uh, you know, you get on your knees and you say your Our Father prayer and you be done with it, you know. Or, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, singularity conversation. You know, I'm going to tell God this and then that's it. I, I, I don't want to hear what God really got to say about this. Or I don't have time to sit here and wait to hear what God has to say. I'm going to move on to the next thing because I think I'm a little ADD, so I'm just going, you know. <laughs> God, you know I got to do this. How often do we do that? But we want God to work out our situation. But we don't want to wait and hear what God has to say. We want God to work out our situation. But we don't want to wait and hear what God has to say. Why is she saying that multiple times? Because that's what we do. And I say we. We Because I'm included. This word hit me first before it hit y'all. Believe me. Tore me up one side and down the other. But that's what the word is supposed to do. I can't can't give it to you if he don't give it to me first, right? He got to deal with me first. Amen. But we have to make sure that we're not just on transmit. Just, you know, just sending stuff up to God. God, I'm just going to throw this up there. I'm sending up my timbers, Lord. (laughs) Just sending them up. You know, but what about what's coming back down to you? What about what's coming back down? How do you know how to move? How do you know what direction to take? How do you know if you're not listening? You're just going to wait on signs. And then some, some people, they're so religious. I'm a like, God going to give me a sign. God going to give me a sign. Okay, but you're so busy moving, you don't know which sign is the right sign. As busy as we are, I'm saying this to myself, you gotta slow down. You gotta slow down so that you can hear what God is saying. You gotta take time. It's so it's so important. But Habakkuk was in this this, this conversation in this prayer. And even though he was angry and he was frustrated and he he still, you know, took the time and he was like, you know, God, you know, I really need to hear. What you got to say, you know, Habakkuk took the time to listen and God gave him a response in verse five. God said to him, look around at the nations, look and be amazed for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if I told you about it. So he waited, he, he complained and then he he waited and God spoke back to him, and he said, wait a minute, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. But see, Habakkuk, he didn't know what God was doing. And see, sometimes we don't know what God is doing. In the midst of the chaos, all we see is what is going on right there in front of our eyes. But we don't know what God is doing behind the scenes. We don't know what he is preparing us for in the moment that we're going through whatever it is that we're going through. But we got to trust him that all things are working together for our good. We got to trust that. So God told him uh, this. And as he was, he had to ask God for help. And then God was giving him an answer. But then, so God giving him this answer. And how many times we pray for God, we pray to God, and we say, okay, God, we throw this prayer up. But then... We are expecting for God to move one way, but God moved a completely different way. That's what happened to Habakkuk. Habakkuk, <laughs> he said, God, God came back and God told Habakkuk that he was going to send the Babylonians in. I hope, I'm not getting ahead. Oh, no. Okay. God, after God told him he was doing something amazing, he came behind him and said he was sitting the, the Babylonians in, which were a cruel and violent people. And that they was going to march up against the world and they were going to conquer the lands and that they was notorious for cruelty and doing whatever they like. Well, wait a minute, God. That ain't what I prayed for. I prayed and I asked you. To deal with the situation that was going on and how cruel and adverse and how, you know, negative these people were and how they not following the laws and all this stuff. And then you say you're doing a good thing right here. But then you say you're going to send the Babylonians and how mean they are. What? How many times God do the opposite of what you think he's going to do? You know, and then we have this expectation, but God didn't give you that. And then you be disappointed. But you got to remember, God didn't give you that expectation. You gave it to yourself. You gave it to yourself. And that's just like active listening. You ever talk to a person and you say, you know, you're talking to them about whatever the situation is, right? I'm going to use Tiffany. I'm talking to Tiffany. And I'm telling Tiffany something. I'm trying to tell Tiffany how to do something. And Tiffany already in her mind is going, well, She's saying to do it like this, but what we really need to do if we do it like this way, then, you know, I think that it'll work better. And you know what? So she already planning in her head. So she's listening to come up with a solution and she's not listening to understand. So she comes up with her own solution. She ain't heard nothing I said. She wasn't listening. We do that to God. That's what her backup had did. He was already on something else and whatever his expectation was, but we can't give God our expectations and then get mad with God when he don't come through the way we want him to come through because we don't know the mind of God. I said that earlier, right? We don't know the mind of God. We don't know what he's thinking. We don't know where he's trying to take us. We don't know what he's doing in our lives, what the purpose of it is, and sometimes those those foolish things, those those things that don't make sense, they make sense in the end, but you got to go through the process. Habakkuk was looking for his spring to end, but his winter got extended. <laughs> don't y'all, don't that get on your, you? But by the time you know, some people they be waiting on winter to come, and then you know, you get that extra snow in March, and you be like, where did snow come from? But that's what God does to us, too. You know, sometimes we're not ready for spring. We got to get that last little, He like, oh, wait a minute, I got I to gotta, I gotta press you a little more. I got to get this situation right here. I got to handle this situation before I allow you to, to plant things in this, in your life right here. So I got to get this out. So you, I'm going a, I'm to a send a little bit of more snow your way. This, this part right here needs to die, too. Have you ever been there? <laughs> Ooh, I have. I've been there. Spring. We got to remember that God got a perfect purpose and plan for our lives, y'all. And sometimes we're not sure what he's doing, but we got to trust him. We are where we are supposed to be. There is no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're where God has appointed you to be at the appointed time. Whatever is going on in your life is what is supposed to happen. You got to trust and you got to believe that. You got to trust it and you got to believe it. Spring. Spring represents growth, new vision, hope. Reasons to press on. This is a beautiful and joyous time. It's a happy time, right? Um, it's a happy time, spring. You think about spring, all the little girls wearing their pretty little dresses and flowers and, you know, all of that stuff. is really bright. So Habakkuk, Habakkuk, he prayed a second time. And he waited on the Lord to answer in Habakkuk, the second chapter. And in verses two through four, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Just because, oh, I'm sorry. Behold the proud. (laughs) That description gets me riled up, y'all. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Three times in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul quoted Habakkuk verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. And then in Romans... Uh, Verses 1 and 17 in your free time. I'm just throwing some scriptures out there that reference this. Uh, Galatians, the third chapter, verse 11. And then Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 38. That was Romans 1 and and 17. Galatians 3 and 11. And Hebrews 10 and 38. All of those scriptures are talking about faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to God is means trusting God in whatever season we are in. Trusting who he is, his perfect plan, his provision, his presence, his preeminence, trusting in his power, trusting that we are anointed to go through whatever situation we are faced with. We got to be steadfast in our faith. And whatever season we're in, we got to know that we're anointed for whatever that season is. It don't matter whether you're in spring or it doesn't matter if you're in the wintertime, summer or fall. You're anointed to go through it. Amen. Amen. Summer is a time between sowing and reaping. You sowed in the spring of your life. You you planted some things. You planted. And then so now when the summer comes, it's time to pluck up the weeds and water plants um, in the summertime of your life. Um weeds are the things that's going to stop you from reaching your goals those are and then in summertime of your life this is the time where you come into um you know realizing what those weeds are and where those weeds are planted in your life so when you recognize them you know if if you like you know like you got a rose garden right I don't know if anybody got a green thumb, if y'all grow flowers. But, you know, a rose garden. You know, you don't want weeds growing in your rose garden. Because what happened? It's going to choke it out. What does that mean to choke it out? Your rose is going to die. Because you have weeds in your garden. And you don't want that to happen. And that's what happens in our lives. So, because what happens is when you grow, when you plant things, Whatever you plant it, it grows up, but there's other stuff that grows along with it. And God says that he allows the wheat and the tares, he's talking about the wheat that we eat, the tares is weeds, that it grows together. And then at harvest time, or right now, like I'm talking about summer, you, you, um, you divide it out. You get what you need and the rest you throw away. And so the, the tares, we have to figure out what the tares are. And get that stuff out of our lives. In chapter 2, the question stopped as Habakkuk realized that he couldn't control what God's plan was. He couldn't change God's purpose. Habakkuk was still confused and he didn't fully understand. And he, he probably was a little frustrated. You ever get frustrated with God? Frustrated with, you know, whatever is going on in your life, whatever the situation is. Just a little, just a little bit, you know. I know you're kind of scared you know, admit that you get frustrated with God, but you know, I get frustrated. I do, cause hey, I want things to go my way. You know, we brat sometimes when it comes down to God. You know, we get mad at our kids for throwing fits, and you know, but what we do to God? Mm. I need a whooping. (laughs) No, God, please don't whoop me. I don't need a whooping. Faith is such a small word for something so important and so essential. Y'all, faith. You know, we talk about faith. We talk about it being the size of a mustard seed. Well, not just talk about it, but that's what's in the word. That all we need is faith the size of a mustard seed. So you don't need a whole lot of faith, but it's just so important. And, you know, (laughs) I was talking to Gabe yesterday, and I was telling him, I said, you know what, sometimes it's the little small things that will stop you from getting to where you're supposed to go. That little bit of faith that you needed, stop, that you did not have, that you chose not to have. Because faith is a decision. Faith is a decision. Are you going to trust God or are you not going to trust God? It's a decision. So, you know, that little bit of faith that you decided not to have kept you from crossing over to your promised land, kept you from crossing over to getting what you've been asking God for, caused you to not have, you know, the desires of your heart, caused you to not that little bit of faith. You was almost there. If you just would have kept believing just a little bit longer, if you just would have trusted God just a little more, and that's why I always, my prayer is, and I I can't say that I'm the most faithful person on everything, on some things, I can say my faith is pretty solid. But then it's on uh, on some other stuff. I'm like, mm, God, you got to help me with this. Hell. I don't know. I, I just... Not... Uh-uh, God. Uh-uh. So, you know, on those things, I say, God, help my unbelief. God, help my unbelief. God, help me to trust you. God, help me. Help me, God. Because... If you don't help me, I won't be helped. I need you to help me in this situation. I need you to help me to trust you. God, you're sovereign. I know you got it, God. I know you got it. We got to realize that, you know, we know that God causes everything to work for our good, regardless of what it is. Even though Habakkuk, this book, was only three chapters long, In the final chapter, he concludes the conversation with God with another prayer. Habakkuk, the third chapter, verses 1 and 2. Habakkuk is going into his harvest time, into fall. I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, Fall is the time when we reap the benefits or the consequences of things that we've sown. The things you started in the spring are coming to an end during this time. And some of those things could end successfully and some things could complete in a manner that was not expected. And so when I was writing this and I said, you know, we talk always talking about harvest time is when, you know, all this great stuff happens. But everybody's fault is not a whole lot of great stuff happening because it's going to be whatever you have sown. The Bible says that you sow, whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. Amen. So you have to be careful in your springtime what you harvest, I mean, what you're sowing. Because even though you know you you plant you're paying attention to all the, the pretty sun and the the flowers and all these beautiful things that are going on, all these joyous things that are going on in your life, new beginnings, new relationships, growth, and all of this stuff, you got to make sure that you're not planting anything that's going to cause you to reap bad a bad harvest or bad consequences in your harvest time. So Habakkuk. Habakkuk, he comes back, and so he's praying to God again. And um, he was telling God, you know, um, in this this last part, he says, I have heard all about you, Lord. I am filled with awe by your amazing works. In this time of our deep need, help us again as you did in years gone by. He's remembering what God has done before, right? Because remember, we talked about it in the beginning. They had 30 years of prosperity and, and, you know, great things. And so he says, and in your anger, remember your mercy. He's telling God, God, remember that you are merciful. God, please God, come on, God, you, you're merciful. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive Corp fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. What is Habakkuk saying here? God, I don't care what it looks like. I'm still gonna praise you. I'm still gonna serve you. I'm still gonna rejoice in you. It does not matter. He's saying that. He said that the grapes ain't got no, the the vines don't have grapes on them. The fields are empty and barren. The 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 cattle, the flocks are dying. But God, I know you're sovereign. I know I can see this these things that are happening and I can reach out and touch this situation. But God, even though I can't reach out and touch you, I know that you can handle it. Amen. That is what Habakkuk is saying to God right there. That is what we have to say to God in our situations. God, it don't matter what it look like. Okay, God. And I tell you, that's a hard thing to say sometimes. Cause you want to, you know, we, we human and we want to get into, you know, whatever it is and like, Oh my God, you know, God, this is what's going on. And we want to complain and we want to murmur a little bit. Okay. That's fine. But when you're done with that, do you need to recognize that God is God and that God will take care of it. If you allow him to, cause he never, he never oversteps and makes us do anything. So, back to the faith is a decision. You going to trust him? Or you not going to trust him? Despite how you feel, despite how your circumstances, despite your circumstances, your faith in God will keep you. In the springtime of life, when things are growing and flourishing, we got to trust God. The summertime of life... When things seem a little hot and sticky, and they need a little bit more water. It's been hot, haven't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I just, like gate said, Mom, I don't think you're drinking enough water. I, man, listen. I hope y'all drinking enough water, because it's hot. You will pass out out there. 100 degrees. I was going through the tunnel. It was 103. 103. That's what it said on my car dash. You better drink your water, y'all. But. During summer, <laughs> some things need more water than usual. When thunderstorms are happening every day, it seems like every which way you turn, you got another storm to deal with. Something just like boom, boom, boom. You got to trust God. During harvest time, when you are reaping the benefits of the things that you sown in the previous seasons, you got to trust God. Good times when you're happy, trust him. In the bad times, trust him in the calm before the storm when it feels like you just sailing along and ain't nothing too much going on you got to trust God prepare trust God and prepare (laughs) in the calm I'm sorry in the storm when it comes in the middle of the storm and after the storm when it's done don't just say oh well I'm done with that I'm good now don't stop praying don't don't stop praying. See, that's that's how people get caught up. That's how people get caught up because in the middle of the storm and when they're going through, they want to pray. Oh God, I need you. God, they're they 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 will be more active in church, they'll be more active, you know, doing whatever they in their prayer life and their worship life. They 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 own it. They got a schedule. They own it. And then soon this stuff calmed down, the storm is over. They get now, they got ADD again. Every, everything else shifted priorities. But we got to stop doing that to God. We got to be faithful. Got to be faithful. We got to be faithful. We need to... I hope that as a result of this this uh, message that you all feel a little more encouraged than you did before I started speaking. I pray... That you, that your faith will be increased and that God will continue to do whatever he is doing in your life and that we will accept in your lives, in my life, that we will accept what he is doing and fully trust him. Um, And know without a shadow of a doubt that we are anointed to go through the season that we're in. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry social media. <laughs> We're going to uh close out. I'm going to pray real fast. Uh okay, I'm gonna pray. I'm sorry, not real fast. Pastor Robert gets me when I say that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to pray and and close out social media. We thank you for joining us on this morning. Um we pray that uh you received whatever God had for you uh from this message. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you would just continue, Lord God, to speak to our hearts. Even though my message has ended, oh God, your message continues. Lord God, just continue, Lord God, to download information into these people's hearts, oh God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, whether it be in this physical building or whether it be via social media, oh God, Lord, just have your way. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you would Show up and let them see your work in whatever season that they are in, O oh God. And whether, Lord God, they are accepting of that situation, Lord, or whether they, they are rebelling or whether there's joy, peace, grief, Lord God, meet their need, O oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that all things are working together for the good of those that love you, O oh God. And, Lord God, we're all listening, oh God. We, we have come to hear what you have to say, O oh God. And, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for your impartation on today. We don't count it lightly, O oh God. Continue, Lord God, to anoint us. Pour fresh oil on us, O oh God. Anoint us afresh, O oh God. Even though this series has ended, oh God, your anointing has not. Lord God, just have your way. Have your way, O oh God. Lord God, we love you and we adore you in the mighty, magnificent, awesome name of Jesus. Amen and amen.
1: Amen. Can I get that summer slide back up there, please? it's a time between sowing and reaping a time to pluck up weeds or to weed out and to water your plants weeds are things that stop us from growing and getting in the way of us reaching our goals this is a time in our life when we need to find those weeds and pull them out how many of you love summertime? We we love summer you know you can actually get out of the house you know I was talking to my barber yesterday and it's like yeah you know you want to go to the beach but man it's too hot out there Because growing up as kids, a what? An umbrella? You better sit in that sand. (laughs) You sit in that sand and you burn up. But summer's a time where we look at it, it's like, wow. This is a time I can actually get out the house. But I know when I was living in California I was in the desert, you could drive through the desert. And and some of y'all can attest to this. You remember when your mom used to put that hot comb on the stove because she was getting ready to press your hair? It's 130 degrees in the Mojave Desert. And I'm one of them people like, no, I ain't burning my air conditioners because it's going you know, to burn more gas. And I would just ride through the desert, 130 degrees with my windows down, and that's all I smelled was stuff burning. Nothing's on fire, but, but stuff is burning. So are we allowing the things in our life that need to be burned up and pulled up? How long do we want to spend in summer? Because I used to love summertime. Now, I'm like, no, let's get inside. (laughs) Ain't no rolling down no windows here. (laughs) And then some people prefer wintertime because, you know, our tolerance. I found out actually the older I get, the more I can tolerate the cold. But, you know, some things die in the winter. We're like, yeah, the grass is dying. And when, you know, I'm going to I'm going to, before the first frost, I'm going to put my seed down. I'm going to cover my bushes. And we prepare because we believe there's going to be new growth. But, you know, scientists and farmers have figured out that watching certain insects, in fact, ladybugs are one of them, depending on how they build their nest or how they they build their encampments, they can tell how hard the winter's going to be. In certain places they go, if they go and they disappear altogether, they're like, well, it's not going to be a hard winter or vice versa but are we allowing things to die or are we allowing things just to be dormant because we're like man it won't a hard winter so guess what we're going to have more mosquitoes and it doesn't seem like fall is that long spring is that long fall is that long so how long is your harvest How long is your harvest? How long is your spring? How how much are you really planning and, and seeing the good that God is doing in your life? It is amazing how she said that there was 31 years. 31 years of going through. So we need to make sure that our seasons are continuing. We're asking God, you know, Lord, what season am I in? And if you're not comfortable in that season, we don't always like we don't get to choose like, OK, Lord, I'm done. It's cold, you know, I'm ready to put my, you know, because, you know, the, the great thing I love about wintertime, that's when you get to wear all of your clothes. You get to wear your whole wardrobe on one day. See, look at this coat and you take that coat off and you got a sport coat underneath. And you got a scarf. You got your boots that come all the way up. You got your big old belt on and a hat and and all of your jewelry and everything. In the summertime, it's like flip-flops and shorts. You know, you don't get to choose. So it's not so much asking God, Lord, get me out of this season. I'm tired. God's like, no. My grace is sufficient for you. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So for some of us, Guess what? We're just a few days. We're less than a week away from the 4th of July. Independence Day. And for some of us, we're still out there rolling, making snowmen and snow angels and shoveling sidewalks. But whatever season you're in, God has prepared you. Sister Nikki said, God has prepared you for such a time as this. And he's not going to change your season. He is not going to change your season. He is going to see you through every season you're in. Just like someone right now is in a valley and someone else is on the mountain. And pretty soon you're going to be passing each other. How many of you got something out of this word, this message on today? Amen. Amen. She did her homework. And she was, she was led of God. It, it, it's a, I mean, wow. <laughs> now I know where I am. <laughs> you know, you go and, I mean, um, for some reason I was in the mall the other day. What were we doing? I was in the mall. And I'm not a mall type of person. But you know, you want to know where you are? Oh, I know. It was at Payless, Lynn Haven. And I'm not a mall person. But you're like, well, well, where is this? Well, in order to get to where you want to go, you first got to know where you are. And God's got to know, okay, well, well, where are you? Where do you see yourself right now? Where do you see yourself? Like, Lord, I don't know what season I'm in. Thank you. I'll let you know what season in, but you got to continue to seek me. And, oh, by the way, you might want to bring your coat because it's finna to get cold. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand on your feet, please.
0: Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Whatever season you have found yourself in through this message,